indictments are flowing everywhere. They are under investigation by Who? Many... What? FIFA. What for? Making the third best video game of all time? Well, that's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty fun video games to play, actually. I've never played a FIFA game myself, uh, mainly because I couldn't... You turn off the offsides, though. It's no <laughs> It's no fun. Oh. <laughs> mainly because I couldn't afford uh, the buy-in. <laughs> That's why I couldn't play the FIFA game. By the way, under indictment for corruption on a massive scale. How did that? Shocker, everybody. How does this happen? And it's like, doesn't it kind of make since it's coming out of the United States, basically, right? Yes. Doesn't it make us look like we're just haters, kind of, because we suck at soccer? Well, it's not just coming out of the United States. The United States filed the official investigation with the CIA, FBI, whatever, because they lost it to Qatar. The U.S. are supposed to host the World Cup. Russia's getting it next. No corruption happens in Russia, as we know. And then Qatar gets it afterwards. Oh, I'm sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah. It is a little sour grapesy, though. Well, isn't it Qatar known for being a pretty dangerous place, too? And and it's going to be just, like, horrific conditions to plan. It's not going to be good, but the whole deal is they don't necessarily have the infrastructure to have that many stadiums. Like, I believe it's one of those situations where they're inventing towns just to put stadiums in them. Like, it's not a huge... Isn't that kind of what happened area. last time, too? They were still building some of the stadiums when they had, they had In Brazil, Cup. they had them in the swamps. They were just putting stadiums anywhere they could find, and now they're just empty. Yeah, the, the one game when the, the, uh, the ball actually sunk into a bog, and Yoda had to <laughs> extract the ball, I will. Well, no, because it was weird, because there was a weird tug-of-war happened between Yoda and that character from the Labyrinth. Mm. And then the ball came out all smelly. Because it was the bog of eternal stench. That's right. And you know what Ray thought about that when the ball got stuck in in the bog? Ray thought, <laughs> Is this another salacious crumb blast? <laughs> That's right. Is that where you're going? <laughs> I still don't even know how you get that from anything. <laughs> but thank you. But seriously, so we've got Russia in the next one. Uh, Qatar is going to be the one in 2020. We thought something might be up when we discovered that the 2024 one was going to be held at the Koch brothers' house. I'm just saying we found... <laughs> well, I, why are we even having a Improprieties. trial? Improprieties. As Johnny Cochran would say, why are we even having a trial? <laughs> he would say that. <laughs> uh, because everyone knows they're corrupt. but is, is They any, won't admit it. Is anything really going to come out of this? They're going to spend a bunch of money. Well, the leader of FIFA, what's his name, Stedman? Stead Stead Muffin? I forget his name. Come out Blatt. Yeah. Or is there a new guy now? What did you what did you say his name was? Stedman. Isn't it Stedman? <laughs> what is wrong with you? A yeah, lot. Yeah. The head of FIFA is Oprah's longtime boyfriend. <laughs> it's Stedman from right? years back. Stedman. I think that was his day job. He ran FIFA or the, corruptly. Or the, the guy that can't catch the ball but runs a a four two, Stedman Bailey, the that guy in the NFL. I thought they were the same guys, aren't they? <laughs> Oprah's not dating an NFL guy? Racist. She can have anybody she wants. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> so what's his name? His name is Step... Sep Blatter. Sep... I can't even say that. Sep Blatter. Doesn't even sound like a That's real a name, fake does name. It? Yeah. That is a fake you're name. Like, so you're going to be the head of FIFA? What? Uh, just for so we can put it on legal documents. What is your name, sir? It's a Sep uh, Blatter. Sep Blatter? Okay. Sure, of course, Sep. Sep Blatter. You know, what's up? So I clearly understand FIFA's issue is bladder control. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) 
But is there a single person alive that like thinks that FIFA isn't corrupt? No. So how do they get away with it? That's the point. Like why? Everybody knows it. It's money like money because money talks. I guess because when people like press the issue far enough, they just throw more money at those people, so they become corrupt. Yes. Where's my check? <laughs> I know, right? I want to get paid by Set Bladder. Well, we're gonna have to put the pressure on him, Ray. You know. Well, it seems to me like FIFA's gonna have we to have purge dozens the... of listeners. They have to be affected by it's this. True. Uh, it seems to me like the only uh, outcome of this is they're going to purge their bladder. Wow. I'll keep going. You know what? They should force bladder to be in, in a real-life version of The Purge, <laughs> where he gets hunted for one night. And if he makes it good for him. Yeah, we'll just pay him all off. That's true. You know what I do? Just machine gun right through those dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, if you shoot him, he can have all the money. It's true. Probably destroy the money, though. Hey, everybody. We've made it all the way to episode 95 of Raisin Brent, Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this week. I mean, besides FIFA, like this FIFA corruption scandal, probably the biggest story in sports right now. It's pretty big. I I think the second biggest story, which we're also going to talk about, is the Detroit Tigers fall all the way down to third place. They're one game out of first place. By the time this actually gets out to our listeners. They will be in fourth place behind the White Sox. They will probably be in first place by themselves. I I kind of doubt that. You're jinxing yourself you right have, now. You no, sure you want to do this? I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that, Ray. I you don't, don't believe, believe in that. jinx. Yes, you, you believe do. in jinxes. That's I do. Why, that's why you get jinxed. I don't believe in them. That's why they don't work on me. You tried to jinx me all last year. Didn't work. Well, it worked pretty well. We we won the division. <laughs> oh well, you must have won a bunch of playoff games. We did not, okay. as, it, as it worked out. But uh, yeah, we like to, of course. So we got a lot to talk about Major League Baseball. We got to talk about. I mean, there's so much Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones going on. We also have a little bit of NBA Finals talk. The NBA Finals has been set, and I believe two months from now it's going to start. <laughs> yeah, that's... Golden State versus the LeBrons. Okay, yeah, we'll make some predictions about that too, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, let's just get to it then. After three seconds of... The Who! So the finals matchup has been set. Your Golden State Warriors led by Steph Curry and the now concussed Clay Thompson. Yeah, and they thought that, you know, Curry was concussed also in the same game. Well, I saw Thompson. Or no, the game before. Thompson bleeding out his own ear because a guy jumped up in the air and kneed him in the head. That is some next level WWE madness right there. Like, I couldn't believe it when I saw it myself. Dude just jumps up in the air next to you. You've got a knee in the side of your head. Yeah. And you're like, what, 6'8", 6'9"? He's a big man. Hey, but it's at least still good to know that even though... Oh, I have to tell you a story. Remind me. Should I tell you the story now? Is it related? It's totally related. Well, then you should probably just tell me now. Okay. So did we talk about this on the air where I met this, this young kid musician that's a huge Rockets fan? Okay. I don't remember this story. Yeah. Okay. And we were talking, you know, we were talking about the podcast and he was like, "So, you know, what do you think about the Rockets' chances?" And I said, "Oh, the Rockets have zero chance." Zero to chance. Win cha- zero chance. He's zero like chance. he's like, "Oh yeah? Well, I'll bet you. I'll I'll bet you a, a bunch of money." And I was like, mm, "Is this based on the Golden State Warriors series?" No, no, no. This was at the beginning of the playoffs. Beginning of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. And I said, "Look, they'll get past Dallas." I doubt that they get past the next round, which they did, but they Clippers, but they had to work they for had it. To, they had to win their last three games. Uh, turns out they had zero chance against Golden State. None. So this guy, I met him at a friend's going away party, and uh, I didn't think I'd ever see him again. And I was like, "Oh man, I wish I'd see that the 
that guy again, you know, so I could talk a little trash about being completely right. It's nice to run into yeah. somebody, have a little banter, and then being able to see them later. Right. So last night, game five, which turns out is the last Goodbye, game Houston. of the Houston season. They, they had enough heart to win one. I went to uh, Sorry, Atlanta. The, the Upright Citizens Brigade last year, watched some sketch comedy. Last year. Great. Last night. Oh, last, last night. Last night. Excuse me. And as I'm walking up the steps in the theater, guess who I see? Stedman? No. The guy. Oh, the guy from the your story you Devin. were just saying. I okay. ran into him the night that they got eliminated. Is that divine providence or what? It's pretty good right there. So yeah. did you get to talk some trash? I did. I walked up to him. I go, hey, do you remember me? I. He's like, oh, yeah, we met at that party. I go, yeah. I go, so how's Houston doing? <laughs> and he was like, mm. we're done. I was like, yeah, I remember. I mean, I was like, I don't want to. I mean, here we Stomp are. Stomp on your heart, but I did tell you they had zero chance. But I was nicer than I I really wanted to give it to him. And yeah, then I was like, yeah, he he was looking pretty sad <laughs> watching the game. I was like, when has that ever stopped you before? <laughs> all the time. I am a compassionate oh, person. You know what I would say? I actually give you partial credit because when the Lions got jobbed in Dallas in the mm-hmm. playoffs of the NFL last this yeah. last season, you did not troll me after that game. I did not because you knew better. That's right. <laughs> I had one person troll me, and Ooh. even then it was mild. Uh, one of the guys I know from work. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, he just and it was very, it was very mild. Yeah, <laughs> but that was it. Nobody. Well, my Facebook page was I think empty. The universe trolled you enough just with yeah. that game. Oh my goodness! Although gracious. they t- completely deserved it, and they should have lost, and it was completely. How bad. dare you? <laughs> anyway, so we have the Golden State Warriors, not the Houston Rockets, playing up against the Cleveland LeBrons. Well, we don't have the Houston Rockets because they had. Zero chance. <laughs> I mean, what's we were saying that before this thing yes. started. Yeah, yes. you could probably win the first round against Dallas. Yeah. Battle of Houston and I mean Texas. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. So here we go. We got the finals coming up now. So you've got the 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 wounded Curry Thompson Warriors versus the also wounded team that has a perfectly healthy LeBron, yeah. who this entire thing has been set up for three, four years now for LeBron to win the NBA title this year. I will ask you the question point blank. Brent, will Cleveland win the title? No, sir. You're wrong. Okay. You're dead wrong. What are you talking about? Three years of the first overall draft pick in the making. LeBron makes the team. There's an inexplicable trade for Kevin Love, and he ends up being terrible, terrible in Cleveland to pave the way for him to join the Lakers. That's a different story altogether, and he is joining the Lakers. Let's not, you know. But LeBron is going to win this title. Clay Thompson getting uh, concussed is just the final piece of the cake, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. This whole thing has been set up. There's going to be no good refing that happens this entire series. Joey Crawford's going to ref every game as head referee. Cleveland wins this in six games. Let me ask you a question. Shoot. What usually happens in the finals when you have the MVP on a team? What usually happens to that team? Would you say they usually lose or they usually win? Um, it depends on the year, but they probably do well. The MVP usually ends up in the finals, finals and usually wins. I don't have numbers on this to back it up. I don't suppose. Well, I remember Michael Jordan. He won a lot. He was an MVP a lot. Well, cutting out Michael Jordan, of course. Well, why? How can you? Are you just cutting out Michael Jordan? Yes, he's dead to me now. Interesting. <laughs> he Seth owes me, Curry he owes me money. What I like about their team is they are young, but they're all. You just said it. Their their best two guards. Their t- their two guards. They're they're used to being in in the NBA spotlight because both of their parents were NBA stars. And uh, uh, Michael Thompson won a title. Yeah, 
back in, I think, 87, 88. Del Curry won the, the three-point contest a couple times. I know that. Or something. But I think you just said it yourself and why I believe this. You know I think the NBA is more corrupt than FIFA. Mm-hmm. That's probably incorrect. But it's still pretty corrupt in my eyes. But LeBron's already lost three times in the finals. So was it corrupt all three of those times? No, he just wasn't good enough. Interesting. So they can only slant it so far, Brent. The shots have to go the, down. I would say that the Miami Heat team that he had is better than this team he has right now. 100% agree. So... And they won a couple times. And I think that Spurs team that he played, that Spurs team he lost to is better than this Golden State Warriors team, too. I'd say the Spurs team from last year is better than this Golden State team. Uh, I I disagree, but... But here's my point. Golden State team is young. They can't. They have a very real chance of getting back next year. They and you know how does it work in the NBA when you come from nothing and you push your way and you push your way into the finals? I understand. Does that team ever win? No. Well, they have to build their way up through no. the ranks and then get there like two, three years usually, down the road. Usually you win right away when you get to the finals, unless you're the Detroit Pistons. And then you get your butts handed to you by the Lakers a couple times. And then you. It was you once and one. it was in seven games. And you had your Let's hand it to you. But even then, seven. we had to fight our way. We had to beat, get past the Celtics in the conference finals. And then we got to the finals, lost to the Lakers, and then won the next two titles. My whole point is, it's just NBA Providence that a team like Golden State that's been pushing and driving and pushing and driving with this young talent is going to get to the finals and not win. That's almost always what happens in the NBA. I think that, that Cleveland's too banged up. It's just, it's just LeBron. It is just LeBron. Isn't that enough, though? I think Steph Curry, Draymond Green... Uh, Clay Thompson, Andrew Bogut. Who else they got on that team? Harrison Barnes. I mean, they're they're a pretty deep team. You say those names, and all I hear is seven fouls off the bus. That's all I hear. All right. Well, it sounds like we should make a bet then, right? We should make a bet on this. Okay. I say the Cleveland Cavaliers win. I say the Golden State Warriors win. All right. So what's now, the, uh, the okay. bet? Is what's the bet? Here's you've, the bet. You've got one in mind already. You here's, were prepared. Here's the bet. I was not. If 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 Cleveland wins, if Cleveland I have wins. to change my status. Uh, to a picture of LeBron James for a week. If uh, if I win, you owe me a thousand dollars. I don't think I like this bet all at right. all. You have to run naked in the streets. I don't think I like that bet you either. You have to run naked in the streets. Running naked in the streets. Um, I don't know what is a good bet for this. Nobody wants to see that, by the way. Um, a good bet for us. Uh, we haven't done the social media bet in a while. Um, okay. We can just mess with it and, and just be able to change the uh, opposing person's uh, profile pick and or uh, background for their Facebook page for an entire week. So you get to cho- choose mine? Yes. or Oh, that's interesting. I get to choose yours or you get to choose mine. It could be anything. Basically anything, I mean, yeah. you know, I anything... mean, not pictures of wangs and stuff. I mean, you know, I don't want to get kicked off of Facebook. Well, right. I don't want to just take what you already have on yours. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, why would I take it off? <laughs> What are we talking about right now? Listen, I want to show the world. All right. That you know is what? Best, I, sir. I am going to run naked through the streets. You are on, sir. That would be funny if if we just actually did a bet where, you know, after we get done podcasting, let's like 10 o'clock at night, one of us has to run naked through the streets. Oh, my goodness. We've joked about it for about two years now. Still has not happened. Yeah. You know what? Here's the deal. If either the Lions or the Kansas City Chiefs wins the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the opposing person has to run naked I through think, the streets. Well, I think whoever wins has to run naked through the streets because you'll be so happy yeah, that you'll do But here's the it. deal. If the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl, I will be running naked That's through the streets. That's not so. even a bet. That's just a guarantee. Nice. And still saying, nobody wants to see that. If the Detroit Lions win a Super Bowl, will you get a tattoo? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I kind of always said if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You already you know, have a Chiefs tattoo, though. I do, but I was going to get a Chiefs tattoo of whoever the MVP of the Super Bowl is, get their number. 
Boom. Just get their number. Yeah, get their number. I would actually, just on my back, I would get a full-size Matthew Stafford uh, with just oh, hearts and rainbows you're around it. you have to it. gain like 150 pounds for you. him to fit on your back. How dare you, sir? That doesn't even make sense. He's sure not even he fat. He is humongous. He's not fat. He's a trim guy with a slightly no, doughy face. He's been fat ever since he played that fat kid that ate the, fell in the chocolate river in the... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who ate the fat kid who fell in no, the river? That was a pipe. The fat kid that fell in the river. He should. Goose, his name was Gustav back then. How dare you? Oh, it's delicious. Oh, I fell in. Well, let me, let me change the subject because I have to at this point. Um, Stefan Curry had his daughter at the press conference, mm-hmm. and everybody's going nuts about this on social and media. I, everybody's you know, so I, happy. I'm sorry, just to stop you for one second. Uh, he's the MVP of the league, so you should say his name correctly. It's Stephen Curry, but that's okay. Oh, excuse uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> so Stefan had his... Stefan. Whatever. You know what? I'm an American. Stefan. Stefan is with an O, sir. And this is Stefan because it's like Stephen, but the weird way when people call themselves a hi, I'm Stefan. No, no. No, you're Stephen. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Steve? Yeah. What's up, Steve Arino? Anyway, so his daughter's at the press conference, like playing with the curtains and getting in the way of the mic. He does it all the time. Everybody that we know loved it. Did you? No, I don't love it. Yeah, me neither. You kidding me? I'm gonna have to defend it because you don't love it. But, but go ahead. Why? What? Why do you hate? No, we it? both don't love it. We can we can agree on something, right? We can it just doesn't two, feel right for the show, Brent. Two peas in a pod. Um, because the reason they do the press conferences at the end of games. Yes. It's it's a it's an obligation in their contract. They have okay? to. So they get fined if they don't do it. That is correct. So what that means is that it's part of their job. It is part of their okay? job. People would argue it's not part of their job. Their job, but please, their it job is, is to do PR stuff. Well, their job is to do X, Y, and Z for the team outside of just being if on the they court get for forty-eight for not minutes. Not doing it. That means that is part of their job. That and is it correct. Actually, is written into their contract. They have to be available. So and it's, and it's for the beat writers. Yeah, it's for the beat writers and, you know, the national media, too. But a lot of times the beat writers are trying to get sound bites or trying to get video clips. They're just getting little things that they can pawn off to all the have other ever, media outlets. Have you ever seen them? Like, you couldn't get any sound clips other than the, the kid, like, playing with the I mean, I have nothing against kids. Yeah. It's just like, they don't belong at the press conference. Just like if, if he was working in a corporate setting and at the end of the day they always say, okay, we have a, a workload we're going to get done today. And at the end of the day we're going to recap. We're going to have a meeting at the end. We're going to have a boardroom meeting. Oh, you brought your kid. Oh, you brought his kid to the boardroom meeting. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Hey, stop drawing on that. That's a bar graph. We, uh, hey, okay. Um, so, okay, you've got to work the jackhammer for two hours today because so, we're going to build up this building. We need you to break the concrete. Um, why is your kid with you? <laughs> Why is your kid at a construction site right. where they don't belong? And we got in, I got into it on social media with, with somebody today because they were saying, oh, it's so cute. And I was like, I think I kind of ambushed him because was, it was his thing talking about how cute it was. And I was kind of like, no, it's not cute. It's part of the job. But what do you say to the people? And I'm just going to paraphrase uh, the person we're talking about here mm-hmm. who shall remain nameless. Um, Blake Walker. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> we love Blake. Blake's I just great. disagree with him on this. And what about his saying of why don't you usually even care about the press conferences? The voice, you know, the, the clips they get are terrible. They don't ever say anything. They're not interesting. They At least the kid made it interesting. But you don't have to. He doesn't have to watch the press conference. If it's not interesting, then don't watch it. But the beat reporters have to go there. It's part of their job, and they're trying to get something done. I mean, you shouldn't you it would... be their job to work around the child to get their sound bites? That's Brent, incorrect. Sir. It's in their contract. Yeah. They have to be there. So. By your logic. Uh, let me ask you a question, Ray. So Stephen Curry goes on uh, on Jimmy Kimmel 
Yes. And and he's going to be like, please give it up. Please welcome Steph Curry. And I was like, oh, you brought your baby with you. Oh, you brought your oh, baby your on the Tonight Show. crawling on my desk while I'm trying to interview you. Uh, I mean, do you ever see anyone do that? No, because it's considered massively disrespectful. Thank you. And it, this is disrespectful, too. And the other thing that I don't But like, nobody cares about beat writers. Yeah, I mean. To be fair, nobody does care about beat writers. The earth, that's yeah. all. They're the best people the involved that, with the team. The guys that give you the inside scoop and they languish in the. <laughs> the literal hardest workers in the organization. Right. But we poop on them every day. And, you know, the other thing that I don't like about it. And I, I actually think I, you know, I, I, I listen to Colin Coward sometimes. I'm and sorry. I think he talked about this a little bit too, and I totally agree with him. Uh, it's, it's not a fair thing to bring your kid to the press conference because then the reporters feel like a douche if they want to ask you some hard hitting question. So you went one for thirteen tonight. Oh, you you're trying to make you going to ask me that in front of my kids? Yes, I am going to ask you that in front you of know your what kids because I mean? you brought your kids to the place Thank where you. I would ask you that question. Yeah. So, you know, you don't bring your kid to a job interview. You don't bring him to your, you know, office for the meetings at work unless it's bring your son or daughter to work day. Then Maybe that's it a was. Day. Do, do we know for a fact it was not well, bring your daughter to been, press conference day? It must in, have been that like five times during the playoffs because, you know, he keeps oh. doing it. You know, get your, do your obligation at work and then, and then go play with your kids. Your kid doesn't want to be at this press conference either. So, but neither did Steph and Curry. And you're wasting everyone's time. You're making the press conference last longer. They're having to sit there, and then they have to, they're going to have to sit there and try to edit all this stuff. But then the story just becomes about the kid, and you've just taken away from your entire team's victory. Thank you. You've taken the you've taken the spotlight away. It's kind of selfish if you think about it. Yeah, it's very selfish. It's kind of. Uh, I mean, on, honestly, I think it's one of those. Look, they have so many frivolous, stupid rules in the NBA. Oh, you can't wear these type of socks. Oh, you can't wear these type of shoes. Why don't they just say, hey, when you do the press conference, you need to come out by yourself. Don't bring family members. It's you. There's a dress code for the press conference after the game. They have to wear suits and, like, you know, uh, decent apparel. Yeah. Why Yeah. Why can't also that be also don't bring your darn hey, kids? make sure you're professional at the conference, uh, press conference, except you could bring kids except or family kids. members. You could, except you could be completely not do professional. Do you want to bring a goat with you? Bring yeah. a goat. Yeah. That's fine. What do we care? Oh, yeah. As, as long as you're wearing a suit jacket. You have a three legged dog? That's cute. Let's watch him hop around. Do you want to just, instead of answering questions, play cute cat videos online? Oh, you just got a new uh, a new copy of Hungry Hungry Hippos? Why don't you play that with your kid while we're doing the press conference? Actually, I kind of I think I would enjoy press conferences if that was the case. <laughs> In any case, we have more stuff we need to talk about, so we're just gonna jump along after three seconds of Alan Sherman. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. Well, Ray. Yeah. The Detroit Tigers. It's it's over. I come today not to bury the Detroit Tigers. You're a full one game out of first place. One game out of first place as we this, record this. This division is out of control, is it not? I mean, no other division has three three teams that are playing well. And the Royals aren't playing well right now. And Detroit's kind of... Minnesota's the only middling. one that's really playing well right now. Minnesota's been good. Uh, yeah. I, I still don't think it can last... But it is. No. I'm. I'm actually excited for them. I don't think they have the pitching to maintain a full season worth, yeah. and I know the Royals and the I, Tigers do. I don't think they have the. I don't think they have the hitting either. Uh, sir, they have Justin Morn. Oh, they don't have. They have Trevor Plouffe, who's a nice player, but he's not somebody that you want to carry. You know, the team. Trevor Plouffe is one of my favorite players. You have in Tory baseball. Hunter, who's a great player, but he's on the wrong side of. 35, if not 40. No, he's on the wrong side of 40. So. Yeah. Uh, it's the reason we dumped him I was after say, last I year. Didn't wanna, I thought he was 
38, 39, 40. Uh, and he's not someone who's going to carry you the entire year. He's not a power hitter. He's a he's a average hitter, and, he's, and he does hit home runs. And but... Then, but then you turn around, and ploof goes the dynamite. Minnesota first place. Ploof goes the dynamite. First place, How Minnesota did... Twins. I know, literally, you know what happened? They were like four games behind, yes, and they then were. they won four in a row. The Royals lost four in a row. It's an easy way to make up ground. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and we just sort of went like, you know, three and two. Yeah, you guys are hung in. It's like you have. Uh, first of all, Anibal Sanchez, Sanchez is horrific right now. Normally good. He well, last year he was good, and he gave up four home runs last year. And I feel like he gives up four home runs every game now. <laughs> sure feels like it. Yikes! Yeah, got... David, David Price comes in and throws like eight innings of, of, of four hit ball and gives up one run, and, and then we the, lose. And, then the, and we lose one. No, usually win his, but but, but then you, the rest of your guys are yeah struggling. Lobstein, Lobstein's on the DL I think now. You actually have some some yeah. So you got a new guy starting tonight too. My old belief is that all we have to do is tread water and keep it close until Justin Verlander comes back, and then we can sail above and win by three four games. You know, that's... Yeah, I mean, honestly, my whole thing is I just want the Royals to get in the playoffs. Uh, it would be nice to win the division because then you don't have that one-game playoff. But you know. Well, you proved last year all you do is get in and then make some noise when you Anything get there. Anything could happen, yeah. Yeah, even if you have to face John Lester and the A's. Yeah. Oh, that's man. Insane. So the Royals have a uh, – have you know, you guys are on the road at the Angels. That's going to be a tough series, Not I think. Not too far from here. Yeah. Well, wish, are you going to the I wish games? it wasn't happening on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday when I'm working. Oh, man. If it was a Monday, Tuesday, I would be there in a heartbeat. I think you should go there on Sunday and take Sunday off because I think that's when David Price is pitching. That's what I would do. That'd be pretty good. Saturday or Sunday he's pitching. So, Ray, uh, I know this is a, always a fun time for you because the first uh, the first votes have been counted. You know, We have our first results of who's leading in the all-star balloting. Oh, for Major League Baseball All-Stars. Always has like a bunch of guys in the Tigers, Royals we just... get a bunch. We'll probably get Cespedes and Miggy and David Price and V-Mart might even make it. You know, we got a bunch of guys I'm expecting to be there. Yeah, I mean, and the Royals, they're like, we're usually just lucky to get like one guy. You get your token Royal. Our token Royal, and then like they vote in a couple other guys because they, they have good gloves. Yeah, you get a couple of the scrub guys who don't even make it into the game. Maybe right. put in as a defensive replacement in the top of the ninth. Yeah. You know, that's your typical Royals All Star. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, well, let's just look at the uh, let's look I at the assume voting. That's how I mean, it is look, this year. I'm getting ready to eat crow, so let's yeah, uh, you know, let's do it. as always, I'm just ready for it. Okay, break it open. <laughs> I have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, let's get this over with. Okay, your taunting time. Yeah. All right, let's just go through the. Uh, Everybody knows the Royals are thugs. They're unpopular, even though they were in yeah. the World Series last People year. People do not like the Royals. According People hate to you, the Royals, and we're about to find out if you're right. You probably are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Assuredly. Okay. Uh, is there a Royal in first? Because it's the first and second place guys usually go. Right. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first okay. and second place. How we're going to define this? Yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll start at first base. Is yeah. there a Royal going to the All Star game at first base? Well, let's face it. Miggy Cabrera is probably one or two. I would assume one because he's awesome. Yeah. I'm just because there's no way. Yeah. Eric Hosmer, number two. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. Yes. All right. Second base. Fluke. Fluke. Okay. Omar Infante. He's hitting like 260. There's no way he's in the top two. Is I there? would say no. No. He's no. number two. How? How? All right. Are you kidding me right okay. now? Okay. Alcides Escobar, the Royals' leadoff hitter, shortstop. At shortstop. There are, there's are. there got to be at least five shortstops. But there's nobody it. ahead of him. He's in first. Oh, my great. Are you Uh-oh. kidding me right now? Third base. Third base. Mike Moustakis. You think Mike Moustakis is he's having a pretty good year? <sighs> he's the only Royal anybody first remembers. Place, yeah, Mike Moustakis. You have to be. Are you for first place? You're kidding me right how about, uh How about catcher? Salvador Perez. Everyone loves Salvador Perez. Yeah. He's the fun-loving leader in the clubhouse. At this point, I'm going to say yes. He is the overall leader in votes in the American League right now. <sighs> 
how? Because everyone loves the Royals, right? Nobody loves the Royals. Uh, apparently, apparently, 1.5 million people love Salvador Perez, and it's not Kansas City because Kansas City doesn't have that many people. Who's in charge of this this voting? Set Blatter? FIFA? <laughs> Are you kidding? All right, how right about uh, designated hitter Kendris Morales for the Royals? Um, I can speak number two personal experience. He's yes. been great this He's year. He's mashing. He's on my fantasy team, okay. doing great. How about outfielders? Because you would get uh, six six people in. Six people right? in. Okay. I would assume it, they don't even have two in the top six. There's no okay. way. Lorenzo Kane, number one. What? Alex Gordon, what? number three. What? And Alex Rios, who's played seven games, number six. How? How is the <laughs> Because everyone loves the Royals, Ray. How is, when I think of great outfielders <laughs> in the American League, I don't think of Mike Trout. I think of Lorenzo Kane. Uh, Lorenzo Kane. There is, is the, some shady business Lorenzo happening Kane right here. Is the best fielding. Probably the best fielder in Major League Baseball. Whoop-de-poop! Nobody yeah. cares about fielding. Well, he also hits third for the Royals, and they went to the World Series. Not Anaheim. We swept Mike Trout in the playoffs last year. And Alex Gordon won the Platinum Glove. Okay, here's year. the deal. By the time this is all said and done, Mike Trout will be the number one vote-getter, right? Assuredly. Overall? Overall. Could be. It's gotta be. Could be. It's gotta be. But. He's too, way too popular. I feel good about. Oh, but J.D. Martinez is up there, too. He's 15th. Well, that's probably where he belongs. <laughs> I'll keep it real. Let's see who. Let's see. I'm going to look and see who the Tigers have in the top two. Uh, you figure Cespedes is up there. Uh, you figure Miggy's up there, number one. Cespedes is number five. There you go. See? Okay. Uh, Miggy's number one. David, it doesn't get voted on, but if it was, David Price would be the starter. Yeah, but uh, Ned Yost is uh, the manager, so. Uh, He'll be on the team. Yeah, let's let's put Price in. Let's waste his arm. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Price pitches the day before. Oh, uh, oh, can't do it. I'm sore. 150 pitches for Price. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Ned Yost would be like, oh, you pitched two days ago? Get in there. Warm so up, anyway, David. Ray, I think this proves your theory wrong that people hate the Royals. They okay. do not. What I will say right now is there's clearly shenanigans happening at the box office. I will say at the end of the day, that will not be the case anymore. Okay. People will come to their senses. Yeah. Is there only one team actually handing out ballots at the stadium right well, now? Well, I did notice last year, though, and, you know, I don't have much experience with this because the Royals, in my lifetime, usually don't have the best record, which they did until a few days ago. Well, the best team in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals, would argue <laughs> with you about that, sir. Well, I'm Your saying, team isn't even the best team in your own I'm state. I'm saying at the time, well, we we just beat them in a series, so I disagree. Oh, so you with must you. have a better record and, than And they, also, oh, we went to the World Series last year, and they did not. They so, did not? Yeah. Uh, but I would say that the team, you know, they're a young upcoming team and, and people are seeing them more. And they had the best record at the time the vote came out. So that's one of the reasons. they. But, the, but it seems like a landslide, doesn't it? I mean, there's so, It's definitely strange. It's crazy. I cannot believe Lorenzo And the only Kane. way that can be is if the, the, uh, the entire nation is in love with the Royals, right? Or they're just on TV a lot more than they've ever been before. Yeah, but... So what that happens with that happened with the Colorado Rockies a few years ago when they went to the World Series they didn't get six guys in they the All Star game so they did not well we'll see how that all shakes out yeah. I'm skeptical but congratulations so far yeah let's not put the cart in front of the horse just yet let's do that let's put the cart right in front of the horse so the horse can push it speaking right into of, the All Star game speaking of horses and carts let's talk about Game of Thrones after three seconds of Harry Chapin and the cats in the cradle and the Game of Thrones, if last episode, episode six, threw you for a loop because you did not like the ending, you probably found something not to like in Game of Thrones episode seven either. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was a great episode. It was very strong. Uh, it was a very strong episode. There, I mean, uh, we're ramping up to something good. Yeah. Other than the episodes where there's like major 
characters getting killed or there's a major battle, this is about as good as it gets if it's not correct for ones that are not. Everybody had something to do, and it was all pretty fantastic. Yeah. For those people who didn't like the Sansa assault at the end of episode six, you probably really didn't like the two the two ravens trying to assault Fatty Boombaladdy's uh, girlfriend at the end at, at Black. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No? That's not cool. Castle Black? Yeah, but you can call him Fatty Boombaladdy. Wouldn't you? I wouldn't describe him as the fat guy. I would descri- describe Who's him. Who's the fat guy if not him? Uh, well, but that's not how I would describe him. I would say he's the guy that killed the White Walker. You know what? He's the guy that saved that one girl. He's Jon Snow's right-hand man. I stand corrected. Yeah. So Fatty's girlfriend. Jeez. <laughs> so if you were already mad about Sansa, you were not happy with that direction because had that actually happened and the giant wolf didn't come in and like scare them away, yeah. that's pretty much the end of half the female viewership of Game of Thrones going forward. Yeah. I mean, you can't recover from that. Oh, did you not like it when we did it here? We're going to do it again next episode. Suck it, nerds. How about how, you know, we thought that Theon was about to do something good, and then Sansa says, hey, I, st- I still have friends in the north. Put this candle in the window or at the top of the tower. Oh, to reek. To yeah. Theon Greyjoy. Reek, so yeah. Why would she trust him in the first place? There's got to be somebody who she can she, trust more. She thinks... Well, that's probably true. I mean, if she could trust although, him, he might have pulled uh, Ramsey off of her. Have we, have we learned throughout the years of Game of Thrones that maybe Sansa is not the smartest character on Game she of Thrones? She makes though? some bad choices. She makes some bad decisions. Yes. So she trusts Theon, and you know, so Theon's heading over to the tower. Yeah. And then you think he's going to do it? Think he's going to do it? And then all of a sudden, we learn. And it seems to me. <laughs> I need to go tell on you instead of putting a candle in the window. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did that just happen? It seems to me I didn't put the candle in the window. Instead, I told <laughs> Bolton, Ramsey Bolton, and he taunted you. Guys, I want to apologize for this episode immediately. Thanks for still listening. I couldn't. I could. I. I couldn't believe she trusted Ramsey, and then I. Or I'm, I and I would have liked to done it. Oh, but I was just a reek. Now you got me flustered. <laughs> I couldn't believe she. She was going to trust Reek in the first place, and then I, I, there was a moment I thought Reek was actually going to do it, and I was like, Brienne's waiting outside looking for the signal, mm-hmm. and then he opens the door to what you think is the window to put the candle in. Don't you dare! <laughs> and then it's who's sitting in there? Ramsey Bolton. He's like, I got this candle. Yep, I'm Reek. Goodbye, Sansa's dream, though I never knew it at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got to write out that full song. It's no, pretty, you it's don't. pretty solid. You absolutely do not. It's getting done, Ray. We're doing a musical version of that part of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, speaking of the North, though, Stannis is losing. He lost, like, what, 50 men in the last, like, week because winter has come. And he's saying stubbornly, we must charge. We must not retreat back to Castle Black. We must charge all the way down into Winterfell and kick the Boltons out and claim the North for our own. That, to me, sounds like a terrible idea, considering that, like, most of his troops are, like, mercenaries. So they're going to die or quit before he gets there. And they're going to run into the Boltons who flay people. They, They straight out cut off your skin. Ramsey, to show off to Sansa, cut off that one woman's uh, flesh and flayed her in the town square. Yeah. And he was like, hey, check this out. Neat, huh? 
Anyway. Yeah, neat, huh? You know, she died before she could tell me anything, but... Uh, oh, here's your candle back. <laughs> here's your candle. Oh, mm. and by the way, hey, it's way too cold for you to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. Go back inside. Maybe get the bleep out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think this is a terrible... Unless Jon Snow can get the uh, the men of the north, the the the, the northerlings... If they can get them to actually like meet him there when the you know, kind of like at the end Doesn't of a battle they show up like the cavalry. They're, yes, they're, it does. they're almost on their they're they're about to lose. Stannis' people are about to lose, then all of a sudden, here come the wildlings yep. and Jun Snoo. Jun Snoo. Yeah, I, that's absolutely what I think is going to happen. Although I also wouldn't be surprised the way Game of Thrones works is if Stannis gets there, gets his rear end handed to him because he's out of men and the Boltons are yeah. used to the cold, etc. Because Stannis' men are not used to the cold. And they, you're not going to find well Jon Snow by himself. Yeah, couldn't get those guys. No, I would just be like a ship comes on the horizon or something, and then Jon Snow's men get out, and you're just like, all oh, right. And then you find out it's like a day later. Yeah. <laughs> Stannis has been defeated and murdered in the town square. Yeah. And so Jon Snow has to kind of either just run away or just like be like, hey, we came to help you. Do you think if he got all the wildlings, they would be able to? Would that be enough people to. Yes. Uh, the wildlings could, because the wildlings know how to fight in the cold weather. That's true. The Stannis' north crew the do they're not. North of the they're wall. north of the wall. They're even tougher. You know, they they grow beards. They're tougher than the Packers, who play football, and so they're like the Montreal Alouettes. Which you have to be tough to 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 be able to you, walk around with the name Alouettes. You have to understand the Montreal Alouettes are known as the toughest team in all of football. You have to be if you walk around saying, "Hey, I'm an Alouette." If you're going to speak French, you better be yeah. tough to back it up. Alouette, John de Alouette. Yeah, there you John. go. I know a little bit. And it seems to me. Stop it. <laughs> so how, so let's go to some more uh, uh, temperate zones. Mm-hmm. The fighting pits happen. The sellsword uh, Jarl. That was b- bloodier than I thought. It was <laughs> super. It's like all of a sudden they get out there and it's just like, oh, by the way, neck severed, yes. blood spurting everywhere. <laughs> there wasn't like any... Uh, Floyd Mayweathering around at all. It's oh like no! Three seconds, the dude's heads off. <laughs> Straight up, it's time to fight. Okay, I guess it's time to blow my neck. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good. So Jarl gets out there, kicks everybody's rear end, whoops well, on everybody. That said it correctly. Okay, they, they were fighting, and he was supposed to That's wait. Right. He was supposed to hang out for round two, but he saw the queen was getting bored because he saw Daenerys Targaryen right. was there right. with her new hubby, Hub Hub. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just need to go. I hate sports. <laughs> He's like, oh, I better get out there and start destroying everybody. Knocks out even the slave master guy. Like Willis Reed coming in for the Knicks. With yeah. the- <laughs> he just comes in and starts whooping on everybody. Yep. Yes. And then uh, he rips off his helmet and says, I do this for you. Khaleesi. And she says. She says, um, Khaleesi, I'm not. Uh... <laughs> I haven't been with Kyle Drogo for a long time. Uh, <laughs> no, she said, you know, get him out of my sight. She said, you made a mistake in coming here. Mm-hmm. Just like we said all season long. Yes. Like, what's his plan? Don't go there. She hates him more than she hates anybody. He betrayed her. But it was then, only because she felt so strongly towards him before that. She let him live. And Tyrion shows up, gets gets the guy to cut his chains off and comes out and says, yes, I'm, does. I'm your gift. I'm the gift that keeps I'm on giving. Tyrion Lannister. I have a dwarf wiener. It's supposed to be good luck. Jeez. Isn't that what the deal is? That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he just say that, though? To... Well, actually, he says, uh, if, if it's not attached to me, no one will ever believe it. Yeah. Which, you. by the way, one of the most fantastic lines in all of Game of Thrones. Right. Yes. And so we leave it kind of there. Daenerys is not happy to see him mm-hmm. as predicted. Yep. And then going to another warm part of it, 
the Sand Snakes. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! They're Ooh. all in, they're is all in it, jail. Is it getting hot in here, Ray? <laughs> Yikes! Woo! Well, here's the question I would have to ask you: Is that former Nickelodeon Nickelodeon Kids Show host mm-hmm. girl? Is she the hottest woman in the world? The most beautiful woman in all of Westeros? I, I think at that moment she convinced me that she was. Yes, I would not yes argue with her. Yes, is the answer. It's like you have that haircut like that, which you know a lot of guys prefer like longer hair, and you still no. Me. She rocks it, and it yeah, works. She does. Uh, and the fact that she got totally naked. What about her sisters just rolling their eyes behind? Yeah, them? they're just like, oh my god, another one. Does she do that all the time? You think then? Yes, she needs that attention. That oh, that character. Well, yes, she's clearly very young. You know, she knows she knows what she's got going on. Yeah. I like, the, yeah, Braun, our favorite sellsword, is in the other opposite the hallway well, of them. What kills me about this is she is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's getting naked in front of him. Meanwhile, she somehow feels the need to use the leverage of the poison to get him to pay her a compliment when he's already flirty. <laughs> he probably would have said that if you hadn't have poisoned him. I think she did that, though, because she kind of likes him. She said that she thought he was pretty cute. She did like him. Yeah. She did like him. You know what I think? daddy issues yeah you know what that sounds to me i'm thinking for hollywood that relationship is very age appropriate because she's like 19 and he's like 40 yeah he's, i think he's older than 40 okay i'd say almost 50 probably fair enough as long as she's not over 37 she can date somebody in his 50s yeah. and 40s sorry hollywood burn yeah but uh yeah that was um that was a moment in the show i don't want to get myself in trouble at home right. by talking too much more about it Yikes! It was, it was I, like it was pretty powerful though. It was super hot. It was like very, it was very intense. And you're like, oh my gosh, wait, because there's a lot of things going on. One, she's like kind of strip teasing, uh, which, which you know, I wasn't opposed to. It was all right. But two, you know, he's like, oh, uh, I don't feel so well. Yeah. Oh, and he collapses in <laughs> yeah, the cell. He collapses. She's and like, I believe oh. you might have mentioned it last week though, where we noticed the little wound that he got during the battle. And like, mm-hmm. why is that important? Yeah. And it's like poison. Yeah. We have to see that he got hit. Yep. Because the sand is that fighting dirty poison. though? Putting poison on your swords. I yes. mean, God, it's totally dirty. But if you're if you're if you're a small woman fighting grown, you know, cell sword men, you need every advantage you can get. I guess. But... Is it dirty? Yes, but you got to do what you got to do because otherwise you get killed. Yeah, but that that's like uh, if a, like let's say Kevin Hart is fighting Shaq, they're <laughs> like, I could beat Shaq. I'm like, no, you couldn't. And then he's like, Shaq falls down. Yeah, I poisoned him. It's like, well, that's cheating. Well, I'd rather be shady than dead if I had to choose. I guess. But you can't talk trash about how strong you are and then use poison as your... as your. Uh, that is a fact. You know? That is 100% true. So uh, do, do you see a burgeoning relationship here? No. Not even a little bit. No. No. Look, one or both of them will be dead by the end of the season. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the final thing we got to talk about here, we fi- we've been calling it for like four weeks now, Brent. Yeah. Jonathan Price finally turns on Cersei for getting hey-o with her own brother yeah. and making gross babies. And who was... <sighs> Was it, was this Littlefinger's doing, or was this the? I don't think so. Or was it Marjorie's doing? No, I don't think so. Or either. was it just that guy? I think it was a natural progression of, as we were saying, we're going to hit every single person you pointed us, and when we're out of those people, we're coming for you last. Yeah, but so then what is the so then what is the deal that that Littlefinger was uh, making with Marjorie's uh, grandmother? You know what is that then? I thought that maybe was they had maybe well that was that was marjorie's grandmother trying to tell cersei back off your dogs no but remember littlefinger meets her in the bro- meets with her in the brothel but littlefinger would have no sway over jonathan price 
He runs a brothel. No, 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 but Jonathan Price is like, oh, he's almost like Varys. He has a lot of secrets, and he's very sneaky. So is he the one that said, hey, uh, guess what? You know, seriously, I know she's kind of with you right now. This is what we know about her. Oh, absolutely. Do I think that there could have been something like that? But yeah. isn't like there have been rumors about Cersei and Jamie for like ever, though? I mean, it's not like it's an unknown quantity. Yeah, but couldn't you see Littlefinger going, Hi, Sparrow. You need to check out this guy over here. He's got something to hide. I believe he'll tell you. Like you know, that was that the most weird... amazing Littlefinger accent I've ever heard. Was it? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> that was like just... me doing an impression of Batman. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. I one. can totally yeah. see you as Batman. Yeah, like the old fat Batman. Yeah, Val Kilmer now. Yes. Yeah, that's what, okay. If that's what you meant by Batman, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Jonathan I don't think Littlefinger wants to even get near Jonathan Price. So I would say this, that. You think? Do this, I think it could have been Marjorie's saying, grandmother? Yes. Do I think it could be Littlefinger? No. Well, but Littlefinger was the one giving her information. He gave. Yeah, her he gave note. her the information. She's the one who passed it along, not Littlefinger. I'm saying so. That's what I'm saying is do you think this was passed along to him or he or he did it on his own and they're passing him 100% he did him it on his own else. because remember they trashed his brothel and Cersei was in charge of him getting his brothel trashed so therefore I think he would 100% be 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 down for Cersei going behind no, bars I understand that but what I'm saying is What are you asking me right now Is the sparrow doing this on his own or is it based on the info that those guys gave him I think you said at first you thought it was the sparrow. On I think his own. he was going to do it anyway. Do I think that? But he how might... did he find out? Everybody already knows. Is my point. But they have to have proof, though. Do so... they? they yes. Don't have proof. They have to have proof. They have to have a witness proof. come out, and they can't just. Um. Like... Who's who's like his number one right hand man? A Lannister. I guess, but senior Lannister is now crazy with the 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 tattoo thing on his forehead with the. She's branding. also a Lannister. That's my point. He knows he could have told Jonathan Price. He doesn't like his sister, uh, Cersei. He doesn't like Cersei at all. Yeah. And so, therefore, I, I don't even think Littlefinger or, or Marjorie's I grandmother, it, I think it's totally like the guy who's already the Lannister, who's already told Cersei, I don't like you. I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was uh, Littlefinger and Marjorie's grandmother because they had the scene where they showed them passing notes and then randomly Cersei gets captured 10 minutes 100% later, so. could be right. I just, I don't know. doesn't feel right to me. We'll see. Like so, it's possible. Then you think that Marjorie's grandma will come in and be like, "Oh, Lord Sparrow, uh, here's a note. Oh, oh, she's already in jail. Never mind. I'll save this for later." That's <laughs> possible. <laughs> so, so questions right now. We're about to hit up episode eight. As yeah. we all know, in Game of Thrones, episode nine is where all the ha- poo poo happens. Usually, right? Uh, my prediction is uh, episode nine is Stannis attacking Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Do you have any predictions as to what you think might be the big set piece of episode nine? Well, I mean, that's obviously what it's going to be. There's you think always so? a big okay. battle of episode nine, right? It's just whether whether Jon Snow is going to get there in time or if he's going to be there at the beginning of the battle. Or well, what if they zig us and zag us and we think it's Jon John Snow coming and it's Daenerys coming with the dragons? I guess, but she's way far Probably away. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, she's way far away. And she doesn't even know what's going on with those guys right now. Not at all. Yeah, until until Tyrion tells. She's into these little, you know. Why you got to tell little? I'm saying these little things that aren't... Peter Dinklage is a great that actor. don't have to do with the Iron Throne. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and she's dealing with the politics of this little city she's in fair right enough, now. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll be along for the ride. Oh, yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. Like, the the last episode, I was like, oh, man, now, now I'm ready. It's on. It's on. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Brahms!
150 people is a lot of people, Brent. <laughs> not when you promise 600. Yeah, and even 600 is not a lot of people. For those that aren't aware, Free Brady was a thing that happened over free the last Brady. week. A whole bunch of people showed up at Foxborough Stadium in order to, uh, you know, free Brady. Yeah, they were making to protest. Deal, we are going to watch. You will see. You will see the might of the Patriots Nation. Patriots Nation is going to come through, and they're going to absolutely represent. Look, we have 600 people promised. That means probably 6,000 are coming. It's 6,000. 60,000. 60,000 600,000 people might show up. Oh, wait. No. It was 150. 150. 150. There were 100, people. 190 people working at the stadium that day. To, to, to I was about to say, <laughs> 150 people isn't enough to work so all the concession stands. Thank you. Could you imagine like, if that many people show up to a Patriots game? They wouldn't consider that game a success. No. So what does this tell us? Uh, does it tell us something about Patriots fans? Does it tell us about how Patriots fans feel about Tom Brady and his innocence or guilt? I'll tell or you, does it non-relate it at all? I'll tell you exactly what it means. It means I could, I could tell you this. Okay, as what's a your fact. opinion? Okay. This is not just an opinion. This is fact. Okay. Patriots fans know that Tom Brady is dirty. Thank you. Or at least he was dirty last year, or maybe he has been they dirty. They know that he did what he did, and they just they like, know he's a guilty party. Yes, they are accepting of the fact that he's a guilty party. They are happy for the success that they have had as an organization. Mm-hmm. They do say absolutely had nothing to do with them winning a Super Bowl last year, and they're perfectly accepting. Maybe not content, maybe not happy. They are accepting of the fact that he got a four game suspension that is in process of getting appealed, mm-hmm. and they will accept whatever punishment is meted out. Well, they have no choice. No, but I'm just saying, like, they could try to stage bigger rallies, not show up to games. So they There's can all try kinds it. of things they could do. They will not be doing that. This 150, this is just the start. Next week, 175. <laughs> we'll have 152 people. I'm bringing my 20 cousins next week, and we will have 175. Is that how Boston works? You have 20 cousins? Probably. Yes. Yeah. So, Free Brady, we have to yeah. call it ultimately they're, a. They're wicked fertile <laughs> in Boston. Boston. <laughs> Free Brady, ultimate failure. Kind of an embarrassing thing. Kind Very of a black eye for the organization. What's more embarrassing, the, the Brady getting suspended for four games or the them defending him and only getting 150 people? Um, I would say beyond both of those, the people who defended Aaron Hernandez seeing free AH-81. Oh, my goodness. Those are the people who should be most ashamed of themselves, then the free Brady people, and then the people who deflated footballs. And Aaron Hernandez, man, he's not getting out anytime soon, huh? He's, like, making it worse. He's not doing himself any favors. Yeah. Also not doing himself any favors. Ray McDonald for the Bears. Twice in 72 Twice. hours. Oh, my goodness. The once was bad enough to get him. He already came in with one strike on his record for domestic violence. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Brent. The NFL is not happy with anybody who commits domestic oh, violence they, these days. Are they cracking down on that now? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. Huh. I hadn't noticed. So it's amazing if you get signed and then a very short time later have a domestic violence incident, you might be cut from your team if you're over 30. You might, and by might, we mean absolutely 100%. 100% even the Chicago Bears will cut you from your team. For do- This is a team that had Brandon Marshall on their team. This is the team that had Peanut Tillman on their team. This is a team that's not afraid of violent characters being part of your locker room even they have to cut you mm-hmm. and then he does it again 72 put him hey, in, put him in know, jail since we're talking about the uh <clears throat> since we're talking about the patriots which is kind of the nfl since they are the champions of the nfl right now they are reigning champions they just uh put out a new nfl sales thing and it says that it gave out the the top five teams uh top five uh Top selling jerseys, okay. not individual players, but how top many selling jerseys, jerseys of teams if, of teams. Yeah. So can I can I put a guess of the top five? 
Since you're looking sure, at the list right now? Sure. I'm going to guess the Seattle Seahawks are up there. Incorrect. They're not in the top five. No, they are not. Green Bay Packers? Number one. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys? Number four. Number four. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the New England Patriots? Nope. Not on the list. That's weird. Neither Super huh, I Bowl I thought because everyone was buying Brady jerseys to... Uh, to free Brady. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm guessing... Well, I've got two out of the four right now. Other very popular teams. Two out of five, yeah. Maybe the, um, the New York Giants? Because of Odell Beckham? That's a good guess, but there's a real obvious one you're missing. Huge fan base. Huge fan base. Isn't Dallas Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears? Not the Bears. More successful than the Bears historically. I give up who? San Francisco Steelers. Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. You're right. That was dumb. I should have got that one. Number four, the Oakland Raiders. Of course. And number five. I'm guessing the Kansas City Chiefs because you brought it up. Is number five the Detroit Lions or is it the Kansas City Chiefs? I know it's It is the Kansas City Chiefs. The only reason you're bringing it up is because they're on the list. So (laughs) how dare you. Is that pretty unbelievable, though? Chiefs did not make the playoffs last year. No, they did not. But they do have a pretty hardy fan base. It's almost like they should get all eight of their home games and not go to London for one of them. Hey, uh, I'm not fighting the schedule. I know. Jeez, Louise. I'm, I'm going to be upset about that all year. Unless they win. So are we getting together at a sports bar at 6 a.m. in order to watch that game? I, I mean, I, if there's a sports bar open at that time, yeah. Otherwise, you have to. it's a home game, so you have to come to my house. Just seems so... Which usually works out poorly for me. I was going to say, we've done that once before, Brent. If we remember what happened, <laughs> yeah, you were playing Angry Birds on your phone by halftime. I, uh, no, Ray. It was the first quarter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was me dancing it around the like, couch I think going, Jamal, ah! Jamal Charles like got his knee that taken That was Jamal out. Charles trying to take out Rory the mascot, and Rory fell on him, and he was out for the season. Cheating mascot. What a great the game. Cheating mascot. That might have been my favorite game of the last 10 years. Wow. I'll put it out there. That was a great, that was a great experience for me. Not so much for you. Oakland. Yeah, the Raiders have a lot of fans. I, you know what? I, they were talking about uh, some of it's like shifting players maybe. Like Oakland finally has a quarterback that people, they kind of like. So maybe a bunch of people are buying uh, you know, Derek Carr. Or not Derek Carr. Uh, I think Oakland Raiders are one of those universal franchises that because of their image, they have fans everywhere. I guess. They do. I mean, look, if you take the performance out of it and the, and the players and the fact that I don't like them because they're in the Chiefs division, they do have cool, cool uniforms. If the Raiders were good or competitive, yeah. they'd be number one. Yeah. I just can't believe I'm shocked that it's not Seattle or uh, New England, though. It's yeah. kind of wild. You think a lot of Brady's and Wilson's or people maybe are just already bought those. Maybe. So they've got them. Yeah. But, but Green Bay, Pittsburgh, not surprising, and Dallas. Well, those big bandwagons, Brent, I don't know if you noticed that, <laughs> but so Seattle. So. But they do have, you know, those are, those are, those are like historically good teams. Yeah, playoffs, and, playoffs. And, uh, you know, playoffs. Steel Mill, you know, hard Steelers salt fans. of the Steelers, earth. Steelers fans are everywhere. Respect. Salt of the earth. I respect yeah. Steelers oh, yeah. fans. They're man. all over the place. I like those guys. They're annoying sometimes, but they are all over the place. They're annoying yeah. if they're playing your team. And if yeah. not, you can kind of get behind the community aspect sure. of it. In any case, that's going to wrap up episode 95 of Raisin Brent. And where were you there? <laughs> where were you? Raisin Brent. Thank you very much. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> and uh, we got to we gotta give you our contact information. You've got me flustered again. What and is I'm happening? And I'm at Scoops Pope. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm on Twitter at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. You've mentioned that. You can also find us at Ray Brent Podcast. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm at Scoops Pope. God bless America. Trying to get more Twitter followers, Ray. Yeah, you know what? Me too. At <laughs> Almighty Ray. <laughs> And I'm at Scoops Pope. And you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, or our main website where you can find show notes and everything else you want to find, raybrentpodcast.com. A lot of people we want to thank this week, Brent. 
At Scoops Pope. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. No. Bad. S-C-O-O-P-S-P-O-P-E. I am um, not happy with you right now. No. So let me want to thank. We're to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The Trainwrecks. We got to thank the Trainwrecks. We have to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art. Go to jordanmonsell.com or check out Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Buy some he art. He did our awesome logo. He did and awesome he does logo. awesome stuff everywhere. That's pretty fantastic. We got to thank David Knoll. Do you know? I swear to God. Why do you do that every week? <laughs> because everyone knows that's his favorite character, the Dino from the Flintstones, and it also that's his nickname, Dino. That is absolutely, I'm sure, not his favorite character from the Flintstones. If Although he was a hip-hop rapper, him. that would absolutely be his, his rapper name, Dino. <laughs> if you say so. David Knoll. So, David, thank you so much for producing the show and putting up with Brent. Me, 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 me. Like it a lot. Dear Lord. Uh, anybody you want to thank, Brent? Uh, Matt Stafford. Why Matt Stafford? Well, I've been on this health kick, Ray, as you know. I do. You've lost, lost like 20 pounds. 20 pounds in yeah. the last month. Actually, 19 pounds. But I'll round up That's 20. like 20 pounds. Uh, I, I had a moment of weakness the other day. I'm yes. going to be honest. I drove out to the local Golden Corral. Oh, wow. That's and pretty I was far, like, actually. I am going to massacre this this. Chocolate fountain. Oh, dude, it's And so the white good. chocolate fountain. Oh, my gosh. Unlimited, like, pork and ribs. And, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Matt Stafford, he was I, was... I would say that he talked me out of it, but he didn't. He actually ate the chocolate fountain. <laughs> and also, uh, big ups to him. <laughs> I, I, for a big guy, he has got a vertical jump. Not many people can jump out of the water and eat meat, like on that Jurassic Park trailer. <laughs> He's got amazing ups. What is wrong with you? He he saved them millions of dollars. They didn't have to do CG. He's not even fat. He's a giant fat fish dinosaur that jumps out of the water in the Jurassic Park, the next movie. I hate you so much right now. Good night, everybody. Good night, have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me. You always get what you want